Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. 2022, the first edition of the Minutes with Mute, presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to have you on board. You know, the seasons are changing. It's got that football mindset, and Boston College football is back in town, ready to go. Got Rutgers this week, old Biggie's foe, now in the Big Ten. A really, in my opinion, a perfect opening game here to get to kind of get going and get rolling. Hopefully, a 1 0 record for the BC Eagles come Sunday. Uh, with that, we're joined by Scott Mutrin, former BC QB, now in his 12th season. With the Learfield Radio Network, he's calling the games on the sidelines with uh, John Mediaparel, Pete Crone, and you know them all. Before I get to Scott, I'd like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. They have a great spot uh, right across the main entrance of the stadium, tailgating games, uh, you know, merchandise, everything you want. Believe it, they open four hours before the kickoff for all the home games. Plus, all the emails throughout the week keep you updated. Really a good organization. That's the BC Football Gridiron Club, bcfootballgridiron.com for more details. Okay, and with that now, we bring back the one and only Scott Mutrin. Scott, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me, Mike. Ready uh, to kick off another season of BC Football. Scott, and now in his 12th year. First of all, Scott, how was your spring and summer? And uh, how are your thoughts personally? Is you, is, does it seem like 12 years? <laughs> um, well, just the 12 years have flown by. I follow the old adage, is, uh, especially when you have kids when they're younger. The days are long, but the years fly by. So I'll say the same thing about the broadcast. <laughs> but definitely, uh, definitely excited with busy spring and summer constantly going around. Um, taking people to where they need to get to and work. So um, it's a good busy, though. It's a good busy to have. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, you're going to be 10 years from now when the kids are gone in college. You're going to wonder what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully I'll still be uh, still be doing podcasts with you. <laughs> there you go. All right, Scott, here we go now. Rutgers coming in. I, I think I mentioned the Open. I think that's a really good opponent. Uh, Big Ten school, chance to get a good win, a program that you know right down the road. Just your thoughts on uh, what Rutgers means week one here at Chestnut Hill. Well, it's definitely not a cakewalk. Uh, you know, sometimes you like to get those warm-up games just because uh, get your firing out some of those mistakes that you have that are inevitable to come in these first games since there's no real kind of preseason in college football. But you're talking about former Big East rivalries. The storylines are there. You have the storyline of Coach Yano and Coach Hapley, you have Coach together and against each other you have the recruiting base of new jersey which is both schools rely on it a lot for a lot of their players so uh there's just a lot of storylines in this game and uh there's a lot of uh i think there's a lot of uncertainty on both sides of the ball for for both teams uh, going into this new season so it's going to be interesting to watch and that's how it always is week one as you mentioned college football we haven't seen bc there wasn't even a bowl game so we haven't seen bc since the regular season last year uh, and, and you're right. We do, there's a really just a lot, a lot of unknowns. Um, Scott, what, 
talk about, first of all, as you were talking to me, I just thought about you playing the Big East. Do you have any Rutgers memories? How did you do against them with the BC Eagles as a QB? Um, well, I think we beat them all four years. I know the, we beat them my uh, senior year. I think it was like 31-13 or 41-14, one of those things. But, uh, yeah, we had a good game versus them. I think it was the second game of the year we played them after we had beaten Georgia Tech. So it was a good game. Yeah, that back then too. Rutgers kind of, you know, that was the that was a W game in the Big East. I thought at least, you know, that was kind of like you get that and you move on. And they, oh, they but, some, yeah, they had some talented teams like Ray Lucas was their quarterback. They tied us with my freshman year seven seven when they still had ties back in the day. Marco Battaglia were two kind of guys I really remember on offense, and then uh, they had a linebacker. Kyle Brady, not the uh, not the Penn State uh, Kyle Brady, but a different one, uh, who's a really good player. So um, they're some talented, but uh, you know, then they they got really good with the, the Shiano era. Then it kind of fell to the wayside again, and now Greg's uh, Shiano's hoping to bring that back. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what to to see from Rutgers, and there's a lot to what to, we're going to see for for Boston College too. Let's be honest. Yes, and that's a great segue to our next question. Let's just backtrack, evaluate, in your opinion, the spring, first of all, the recruiting in the winter and the spring football season now leading to the summer season. How, how do you evaluate Boston College's offseason now as we enter uh, year three of the Jeff Halfley era? Yeah, I mean, the spring game was, was pretty much just a practice. Uh, you, you haven't really, you know, full-fledged game, no, no tackling in that. So, you know, that's going to be a big deal Jeff Halfley's got. Some young, talented recruits that uh, that these uh, excited to get into the program that are looking to contribute. Some of the ones that contributed as freshmen uh, last year are going to be asked to take bigger roles. I think uh, you know one on offense and one on defense. I think Jaden Williams played a lot on offense last year, but he's going to be counted on to be that you know second, third wide receiver um, to take some pressure off State Flowers. And then on defense, I really like Bryce Steele, linebacker position. Um, He's a really good player. I liked what I saw athletically from him last year. I'm excited to you know see a good off season and has grown, um, you know, and developed a little bit. I'm really excited to see what he brings to the field this year. Um, T.J. Burton, another guy, cornerback who who did well, and I'm anxious to see him get out there as well. I think he got injured at the end of his first year, so there's some young guys that are coming up. Um, I think this is a big game for for. Uh, for the Eagles, you hate to say it right away to start that quickly, but you know, you only play twelve of them, so every game, I guess, is a big game. Yes, and then you have Virginia Tech next week, and then Maine. So, if I have BC perspective, I look at these first two games. Just focus on these first. For, obviously, focus on Saturday, but for a fan, I guess, get to Maine and you know, with the goal of three zero. That's that. That would be my my take on that in the early part of the schedule, at least. Well, that's why that's why you're not going to be a coach because if you start looking ahead to go to all the other games, you miss the game right in front of you because you got to just <laughs> you got to play at the old one at a time because if you're already looking towards Virginia Tech, you're not keeping your eye on the ball for for Rutgers. So I think Coach Apley and staff are doing a really good job of keeping everybody laser uh, focused and going um, going with a good right mindset for uh, for this weekend. So let's just quickly go to defense, and then we'll go to offense uh, for the BC perspective. I had uh, Jaden Woodby on in early August, uh, BC defensive back, a transfer from Florida State. And Scott, he was very, very confident, and you know, talking about that they should have the best unit in the de- uh, best defensive unit in the ACC, and 
expect a lot of big things from the, the, that unit as a whole. What, uh, what's your take on BC's defense? And do you think the defense is kind of the key to get going, especially early on in the season for the Eagles? Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Yeah, I think that, you, you know, you make a really good point. You're, you're really wondering what uh, growth that you're, you're seeing there. I mean, you got the, the seasoned veterans with, you know, Marcus Valdez coming back as well, and Jaden Wood, Woodley that you mentioned. So you got some, um, you know, Jason Matry, I think, is another name that's, uh, you know, been back. So I, I think they got some experience there, but they have some youth uh, that, uh, that's going to be asked to play some big roles. Uh, I know that, you know, defensive line especially, I mean, you got a bunch of guys coming back there. Um, Cam Horsley's a name that, that really ring, you know, really kind of ring a bell. Kuki uh, is going to be, I always forget his last name, but he is, <laughs> I, I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> but they got some some guys up front that are, you know, need to, to, to make that step. And then there's some young guys that, that need to kind of be able to, to take over the torch and get ready. So they have a nice mix on that side. I'm just anxious to see how it all meshes together. And then now switching gears offensively, you're a former QB, Phil Jakovic. What's his mindset now coming in? He's a graduate senior. What's what's his uh, your whole take with him and what he needs to do and get the offense going? Well, I think he, yeah, I think he needed. You know, he got a whole new offensive system with with John McDulty coming in. Um, you know, so it's they're reshaping the offensive kind of footprint. I think for Phil, his biggest challenge is to do the boring stuff well. I think he's got to be able to deliver some short passes, take some dump offs, um, get some get some good looks, uh, and then wait on those big plays. You can't take what makes Phil so special away, which is um, his ability to to make big plays when the offense breaks down. So you don't want to lose that from him, but you definitely need to just polish up some of the intermediate stuff and. and take some of the boring stuff and be good at that because that will really open up the, the big play capabilities um, the more and more you take some of those those shorter easier throws. And, you know, that's a great – you as you were talking, got me thinking, how, how, what are the new defensive offensive schemes, you think, with the new offensive coordinator, McGulty, as you mentioned, that BC fans can expect this year, maybe just even contrasting that from last year? Are there any stark differences we should look out for? Well – I think we're going to find out on Saturday. I mean, when you've seen some of it, it's pretty. It's been pretty tight, and even in the spring game, they really didn't run uh, very much. Uh, they kept it pretty, pretty basic. So for me, uh, I think everyone's going to see it on Saturday as to what this identity is going to be. I think it. Um, you know, you got a lot of change on the offensive side. Coach um, Coach Gouge is, is coming there, and he's. A, I think he's a little more of a power guy instead of a zone scheme. So I, I just think you're going to have some differences in the running game and the passing game. Um, but until I see it, it's going to be really tough to, uh, it's going to be really tough to kind of give my opinion because I have some thoughts. I just got to see how they decide to, to run it because a lot of it has to fit what your quarterbacks do. And, you know, not just Phil, but Emmett, and they have some big, big stronger guys that are athletic, but, 
you know, the passing game needs to kind of fit their skill set. So I, I'm going to be anxious to see how how they've developed that and what they're doing to kind of help the QBs. And then big picture-wise, head coach Jeff Halfley, I mentioned earlier, third year, coming from Ohio State. How critical is this year, uh, Scott? Third year, I feel like this is like the swing year for Coach Halfley. Got to kind of make that next step with eight, nine, ten wins. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that, that that's on Coach Halfley's mind. I think they want to see improvement, and I think they want to, you know, they want to be better. They had high expectations last year, let's be honest, and they didn't really achieve those goals now. A lot of that is due to losing your starting quarterback in the second game of the year, but you know that's. But that happens. That, yeah, that does happen. It doesn't happen to everybody, but you know it was unfortunate. I would say that, and then they had some inexperience on the defensive side of the ball going into it. So I think BC is you know predicted to be like what, second last, like typical to have them in the back of the pack. Yes, yeah, definitely back of the pack everywhere you go. Last year, I expect it to be a little better this year. And then BC offensive line, a lot of talk. Obviously, they lost a lot. Do you, do you think this offensive line will bounce back and be okay on the offensive side? Uh, yeah, I think there's some talent there. I think there's a lot of talent on that offensive side of the ball, especially on the line. Uh, they're young, but they just got to get game experience. But the, the skill set is there. I think you've got some really big guys. When you see that offensive line stroll out, um, on Saturday, you're going to be shocked at the size of that. I don't think any one of them is under six four. Um, so you got some big, big guys, um, and they're athletic and they can play. And I think they just need to get the game reps, and that just kind of happens. Uh, the only way to get game reps is to get game reps, right? So, um, but I think they're talented. They'll probably have some, you know, mistakes, but you know, talent, talent is there. Then Rutgers too, just to put a bow tie on them. Uh, five and seven last year. Went to the Gator Bowl as a, like a late signee versus Wake Forest uh, during COVID. Uh, they lost a Wake, uh, and then you know they have a little bit of a QB issue. Noah Verdal, the senior, or uh, Gavin Wemscott, a dual threat sophomore. Do we know who's starting for Rutgers yet? Are they playing close to the vest on the uh, offensive QB side? Yeah, they're playing it close to the vest as well. Uh, I think he's you know. You know, playing, uh, practicing for both quarterbacks. Uh, but there's also talk of a third one getting in there. So, I mean, who, who really knows what's going to come out? Um, I think Coach Allen's going to probably change some scheme as well. So, there's just a whole lot going on uh, there that are a lot, and a lot of it is uncertain. And I think that's the toughest part is that uh, you, you don't know what to prepare for. So, it's almost like you just have to prepare your team and then make the adjustments as they come. And that's what makes college football so exciting. Week one, especially Labor Day weekend. Well, Scott, a lot of other ACC games. Any teams that stick out for you that BC fans should check out that, you know, emerging ACC across ACC football? Well, I mean, rival slash sort of ACC is this Notre Dame. Uh, the Notre Dame-Ohio State game is going to be um, fun to watch. I'm excited to watch that. Um, I think you get the backyard brawl that's coming back this year, so you get what West Virginia and Pitt. Yeah, that's 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 Thursday night. So that's yeah, Thursday night. So I mean, that's going to be a good one. Uh, bring back some old robberies, some old Big East rivals, right there. I, I like it. So uh, those are some some good ones to see. I think some of the other ones are just kind of getting ready for the season. Uh, Clemson is playing well. Clemson Georgia Tech should be a good game. Yep. Um, I think that'll be. Interesting to see the adjustments that 
Clemson made year over year and how DJ Ongalele is going to uh, play this year because there's pressure on him without a doubt. But I think they're, they needed to improve their offensive line. So, because, uh, I mean, their defense is absurd. They were great last year. I think they were number two in the country in points per game. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they develop. All right, Scott, to wrap this one up, give me this, we always love to hear your game day routine here for this Saturday, BC Rutgers. What do we have in pregame meal? What's the, what's the whole situation like for Scott Mutrin come this Saturday? I imagine it's going to be a breakfast-themed one because the game's at noon, so we got to kind of, uh, when you're there early, it's not really lunchtime, so I can't expect any um, you know, kind of, barbecue but you know what i was really kind of jonesing for is like kind of that end of summer little some hamburgers hot dogs sort of thing because that's just a great way to kind of start football season and end summer with a cookout uh but i imagine we'll probably have some breakfast burritos of some sort going on in the uh in the learfield uh tent before the game where we'll get to see some sponsors and everything so um uh we'll probably have uh i'll probably have my eggs ready some eggs and sausage there you go. I agree with you, too. Labor Day weekend, nothing like some burgers, dogs, barbecue. Yeah, I mean, um, a barbecue cookout, that sounds like a great, great idea. Hopefully nice weather, too, as well. Yeah, that's always key. Not too hot and no rain and no snow. So the goal is to have good, you know, like, I say the goal is every year is to go to a warm bowl game and to avoid as many, many uh, bad weather games as possible. <laughs> there you go. There we go. That sums it up. I like that. I like that. All right, Scott. Thank you again. And uh, hopefully, let's see. BC get 1-0 and uh, after a big win over Rutgers in the Big Ten. I appreciate it, Mike. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.